Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. This is an extra episode for your YouTube comments because Anthony James and Conrad could not stop rambling on. What a pair of schmucks. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James and that's Conrad. How are you, Conrad? Hello. <laughs> I skipped you. You did. I was, re- oh. I was ready. I just had to hold it and be like... Here I am. Nothing, yeah, I'm, yeah, nothing but professionalism around here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm doing well. How are you? Very, very good. Very good. Very excited about this season. Very excited about this season. Um, Ooh, what a season. What a season. Um, I thought I would uh, use this moment at the very beginning of this sort of question and answers video because I know the people who listen to these question and answers videos, they're the hardcore After Dark podcast listeners. So I thought, uh, Conrad, I thought I would... Now, we're not going to give any proper details... But I thought we would start to float the idea to them that maybe we have a different project in the works. <laughs> this is my, this is my, that's my, um, I don't even know what emotion I'm trying to convey by doing that, but it's something. So, uh, Trepidation. Yeah, so basically all I wanted to say was, guys, Conrad and I have been talking and we just love having the banter. And I know that there's a lot of our listeners who enjoy those aspects to our podcast as well. So, as well as continuing on to look at series that Conrad has never seen, uh, and and I and like you know I'm going to lead him through those. We were thinking about in the future, and we've it's, it's hopefully soon in the future. We're thinking about it a lot, having a new podcast where it is more focused. Now we're not going to give any specifics because we don't really know them ourselves, but it's going to be more focused on just talking, you know, and like it's going to be focused on films and movies, and and we're just going to. Basically, all the little bits of the After Dark podcast where we just sort of go off on one, we're going to try and <laughs> put that in a different thing. You know what I mean? The bits that everyone dislikes. Yeah. That's what we're going to... We're going to silo that off yeah. into its own podcast so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. So you'll learn about, uh, a bit more about that soon, uh, hopefully. But just... Yeah. I thought I'd start floating that idea, Connor. What do you think? Yeah, it's out there. It's in the ether. Um, and, you know, it's real now. Our words have given it form. And now let it take shape in the minds of our listeners. Yeah, and uh, also just uh, as a little announcement, we are going to... I'm announcing an announcement. We are going to... I'm, I'm thinking we're going to announce what our next series we're going to do once we've fully nailed it. Uh, we're going to announce that around halfway through season three. Um, I'll announce what we're going to do. And we'll do that with a little separate video, a little trailer. Or, it's not really sure. It's more of an announcement video to announce what we're doing next so look out for that and uh, people keep throwing hundreds of of uh or tens i should say of uh su- <laughs> not hundreds tens of suggestions in the comments saying you could do this you could do leftovers you could do this all great shows we haven't seen them all obviously but all great shows so we are going to disappoint someone we're going to disappoint someone with the show we choose just bear in mind if the next series goes well maybe we'll come around to one of those ones but uh, it's still, I like the idea of choosing a show which a lot of people maybe didn't watch yet, uh, which means yeah. that they get to choose whether they want to be an Anthony or Conrad. That's what I like. Yeah, watch along with us. But uh, I mean, you know, if if the next one goes well, then the, you know, there's no reason why there won't be more afterwards as well. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to commit us to it, but I think that's generally the plan. Like, you know, if, yeah, if people so stick with us, if it goes, if it goes well, it goes well. Also, uh, if, if you if you're gonna be a, a worried that you're gonna miss Conrad talking all about dark he'll still i'm still gonna bring him on every now and then to dark discussions don't you worry i'll be here i'll be here this man is not going anywhere (laughs) anyway after that long sort of newsy seg segment make sure you subscribe to youtube make sure you subscribe on audio apps 
Send us an email if you want, adpodmail at gmail.com. Audio app listeners, if you want to ask Connor a question, that's the best place to do it. Uh, also, make sure you leave a comment on the episode on Monday for uh, any questions you have for Season 3, Episode 3. Yeah, that's right, uh, in terms of the timeline. All right, let's get into the questions. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. The timeline of the After Dark podcast is just is just yeah, as confusing as dark. But anyway, yeah, we'll see. We're you in there. our third cycle. Yeah, we're in our third cycle. We are. All right, let's go. A stranger from the outside. First question. <laughs> Comes from Master on the North. Jeez, Master on the North. I'm including you this week. I think I cut you out a few weeks ago. I was very harsh to do that. I'm sorry. You were a very uh, loyal listener. I should never have done that to you. I'll ask your questions this week. So, what does Conrad think about Eva being introduced so early in season three? And what's the deal with her scar? Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that in the um, main episode. But Marta, Alt Marta shows up in 1888 with a cut on her cheek that she didn't have uh, when she left Jonas. So I don't know what she did in between leaving Jonas and turning up in 1888, but it involved getting cut. Hmm. Presumably that's the that's the scar that, that did, Master Anya North is talking about. Did she not have a cut? In the cave at the start of the show, didn't she? I don't think so. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, unless so I maybe, I'm, maybe I missed it. But she's gonna pick that up somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's I, been I think, off getting scrapes. I think what Master on Your North is referring to is that there was a scar on Eva's eye. Oh, I didn't actually notice that, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of expected her to turn up because she's. I I put two and two together with um, a female voice doing the, the Adam uh, speech from season two in the beginning of this episode. I was like, okay, well that's Eve, so we're probably going to meet her um, in this in this episode, or at least in the next couple of episodes. Also, Master um, on Your North has just get, uh, just spoiled the fact that it's Eve, by the way. But we'll, I mean, I'd kind of already yeah. I'd already called her. Kind Eve of the friends Francisca is is in the twenties uh, thing that yeah. I did. It's kind of like I mean, if there's an Adam, it stands to reason there's an Eve, and yeah. you know, we're, like I feel I feel like when Jonas stopped existing, all that the sort of dramatic and theatrical flair that 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 Adam would have for naming things was kind of imbued into Martha, so, so she'd end up having some of it um as the scar though yeah i did i didn't honestly notice it but um maybe it's the beginning of her body breaking down from repeated time travel um like adam has mentioned previously she certainly doesn't look as as bad as adam does so yeah there's, there's there are some differences between them in that respect well the journey the journey scars each in their own way you know whatever we want to take from that that's um, very that's very profound well that's that's me uh so <laughs> Any thoughts on why Alt Marta came to rescue Jonas and then brought him to her world? Her timing seems... Oh, I love this. This this is a great little phrase here. Her timing seems very timely. Yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, well, I mean, she knew she needed to do it, right? Like That's kind of what I, I alluded to at the beginning of um, last week's episode. Um, or this week's episode. I've got to get my timing right. Monday's episode. Um, because she says that she needs him to meet her or she's brought him back to the day that they first met because she's off to try and fix things and she needs their meeting to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So she, she it, it's, it's to me, it's an, yet another example of a character being determined to preserve their timeline or, or their, con- their personal continuity so that they themselves are in a position to fix things. Um, 
which given how well that's gone for every other character who's operated on those kind of parameters um yeah it makes me question how successful she's gonna be interesting okay next question from kurt kurt says kurt hi kurt uh what happened to bartos's hair oh he just he he saw um I suppose he is twenty. Well, let's assume American Psycho came out in this continuity. The Matrix didn't, but American Psycho did. He saw that and took the wrong message from it. It was like this Patrick Bateman guy. He might be a psychopath and a murderer, but he's got great hair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, that's the message I took from it. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, that, what what other message could you possibly take from it? Don't I guess <laughs> don't feed uh, dogs to ATM machines is uh, <laughs> is potentially. I've never done that. No, nor have I. For the record. Yeah, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kurt. Um, so Stuart uh, Whiting says, general question for you both uh, for you both at the end of season two. <clears throat> I'm throwing a dinner party and I give you a time machine which can take you anywhere and any time we've been in the dark timeline with instructions to bring back three party guests a la Bill and Ted's adventure, including nice. the same character from different timelines if we want. Who are you bringing? And why? I like oh, this because so it's not the same as the question, who's your favorite characters? I like that it's like now a dinner party. So dinner party, I'm going to bring, I'm definitely going to bring 2019 Katarina because she was the life of that party. She'd be great fun. Mm-hmm. So I've got like, I've got like the laughs uh, covered. I'm going to bring HG Tanhouse. Uh, 80s HG Townhouse because he'd be he'd be great he'd be really interesting to talk to, and I'm gonna bring Eric Obendorf for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'm gonna bring uh, Elizabeth. Um, at age child. I gonna, okay, I was gonna say 2052 Elizabeth. No. She wouldn't be great. Now, you'll see, well, maybe I could have. You see where I'm going with this. I'm going to bring uh, Elizabeth at age child. I'm going to... 12 or whatever she is. I'm going to bring Noah um, in his <laughs> in his, in his his priest uh, time, right? Oh, and then no. I'm also going to bring Yasin. <laughs> great. Great choice. And I'm going to... This, I, I'm, a man, I'm a man for a bit of, a bit of an awkward atmosphere. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to watch and see how... Now Noah and Yasin converse, uh, you know, because I'm assuming Noah can do sign language uh, because, you know, he got to know... Well, he wouldn't need to with Yasin. No, that's true. Um, and Elizabeth as well. But, you know, <laughs> I would hope that they would all speak in sign language. So I would just see like Noah, like, f- like furiously signing at Yasin. And I'm just and I'm just sitting there like, this is a great time. Th- that would be <laughs> the most uncomfortable dinner party anyone has ever been to. Because it would be like this mm-hmm. really, really horrible love triangle between a man in his late 40s and two 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Which... It's tough dreams are made of. Oh, it just erases all. The police would be there in minutes. Yeah, and then I'll just I'll just use the time machine and skip away on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long, suckers. <laughs> Catch a priest with two young children. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, okay, thanks very much. Uh, thanks, Stuart. That's a great question. Next, uh, Pello Stable says, "Hi, love the podcast, but I've never commented before. Well, you have now. Thank you for commenting. What does Conrad think about the three who destroy the Sigmundus lair?" Um, what are their goals? Do they belong to a side? Claudia, Adams, others. Much love from Norway. Thank you. 
what do you think thank you very much yeah so uh there are the cleanup crew i've dubbed them the cuc and they are there they're, they're like um like winston wolf in pulp fiction or more actually not like him because he's more charming and less murderous basically i think they're there to just tie up all loose ends make sure no one gets a leg up by accessing any of the information that Sigmundus had. So, you know, they're they're burning all the Sigmundus information on time machines. They're murdering Burn. They're probably going to come for Middle Claudia, I guess, at some point, um, assuming they know where she is. Uh, I, I just think they're a right set of bastards, and um, <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see where we go with them because they feel very threatening immediately. Yeah. Yo, everybody in the CUC, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. <laughs> now that he stands tough, notice that Adam does not put his hand up. All right, okay. Uh, well done, well done. Thank you. So, <laughs> MH says, in both of your opinion, yeah, I love, I'm getting included in so many today. Uh, which character seems the most different in the parallel world, first of all? Um... Magnus seems. A lot yeah, different. I was gonna. I was gonna say Magnus. I think Magnus is Charlotte a lot more. Too, I would imagine. So, yeah. do you think Charlotte's that different? I mean, well, um, we did a. Dark... She's a bit less awkward. I did a dark discussions episode with Ema, and Ema completely convinced me that the alternate Charlotte is different in the way that she holds herself. The fact that even the fact that she didn't aspire, she didn't either. She didn't aspire, or she didn't reach the goal of being the chief of police. Change, mm. you know, it changes her, and the fact that she's the one cheating on her husband it's it is you know yeah there are, there are definitely different i feel like she definitely carries herself slightly more confidently maybe, maybe it's just with magnus it's kind of quite uh, uh, maybe it says something about me that i'm more a bit more simplistic but because it's quite surface level differences like black hair covered in tattoos um that that's that stood out to me as well um well, well, yeah, then, Charlotte, well, then, Charlotte by can't. that regard you could go to elizabeth is very different she can speak yeah, yeah that, and that francesca true, yeah. can't so yeah, Francesca and Elizabeth have a pretty profound difference. I, I think I'm still going to go with Magnus, though, because his character is very different, too. He's a lot more confident and cocky. He has a lot more of his dad um, in him, for better or for worse, yeah. mainly for worse, um, in, in the alternate reality. Yeah, okay. Um, MH says, again, what might have happened differently in their life for them to become that way? Okay, so we've already sort of... Mentioned that a little bit. Um, Magnus just really likes rock music, so yeah, he just got really into Motley Crue at a young age. Yeah, but also like the divorce of his parents, I'm sure, changed him a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, it toughens him up. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Joseph Rolf says, "Who were the trio?" I was hoping someone would mention this because you didn't actually ever allude to who who they might be. So, who are the trio or the CUC? Well- the, the reason I didn't allude to who they are is because we see them in every stage. So they're not someone we've met before. So there you go. There you go. You didn't mention that at all. And I was waiting. I didn't want to say anything about it. You didn't mention that you, you, you assumed and like that they were three people, it, like the three versions of one person. Oh, well, I thought it was, I th- kind of thought it was obvious because yeah, they all have but, the same scar. Like. But to be honest with you, that might be an easy uh theory point because it, it is going to be revealed even though it's you know come on it's, it's <laughs> i don't know i'll give you it if you want it but uh i mean i'll put it on listen but you didn't mention that once so i was really afraid you know I, I oh no i mean i was just like oh well they all obviously have the same like i mean they literally when they murder burn that either the listeners won't be able to see but they all do like this at the same time with their hands like yeah, they yeah. they're like the goddamn you know the twins in matrix Revel- uh matrix reloaded who yeah. have like the fight with morpheus on top of the truck that's what they're like it's just like they're so obviously the same person but i'll put it in the matrix 
Yeah. I'll pop it in. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you know that you sort of are assuming that because yeah. Um, I can I can now say this to you, which might just be a confirmation of it. To be honest with you, it might already be confirmation of it. The uh, actor who plays the middle one and the actor who plays the old one are actually father and son in real life. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, mm. that, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's funny you say that, actually, because they do look alike, but to me, the middle one and the youngest one uh, looked most like each other. They have very similar eyes. Um, mm. Maybe it's maybe that's in their performance, because they play it in this sort of like really like wide-eyed, unblinking way that's really, uh, they, yeah, really they, creepy. They only had to get one extra, you know, they only had to get one that looked like the two of them, because they were yeah. like, father and son, so yeah. they did a good job as well, because they all do look... Really yeah, no, so. that's uh, they're they're all they're all great. Um, as, as to who they actually are, though, I mean, I guess they. Ha- I, I assume they're working with Sigmundus. Mm. I can't even really begin to guess what character they might be because they're, they're clearly not a character we've met at any point. Um, mm. So they're going to be someone's father or someone's son um, who's just been cast to the side and and roped into the Sigmundus stuff. I guess. Yeah, it's interesting as well because we. Um... We didn't actually say this in the main main episode, but I thought it's really cool. Like season two of Dark and season three of Dark, I think I mentioned it in the very first episode of season two. But it's a very real thing that in TV shows, at the very beginning of a new season, you introduce new characters. So in the first one, we got mm-hmm. Noah killing the one who looks like Bartos, and uh, and this one we got the trio. So they're actually known if you look at the uh, the if you look if you look at the the what do you call it? The credits of the show. It, they're yeah. known as the unknown. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's that's what they're sort of old unknown, middle unknown, whatever. That's the credits in the thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I like. I, I, yeah, I I, can't, I I I'm sort of torn on them. On one hand, I really want to know loads about them, but on the other hand, I kind of love the mystery that shrouds them because it just makes them so much more threatening. Oh yeah, like that 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 middle age one is so evil looking. <laughs> yeah, just turns up and grots burn without like while talking about nothing being wasted, like talking these cryptic terms. Yeah, they're they're awesome. While the youngest one just steals one of his apples. Uh yeah. Yep, well, again, more Adam and Eve symbolism, really. Yeah. Although, who who has apples in that hallway? Just a bowl of apples. Yeah, I know. Put them in the kitchen. How many of these them is he going to be eating? Like, you know, yeah. just just <laughs> on his way down to watch TV in the in the in the in the lounge room, he's uh, picking he's up just pop, picking an apple up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, Jamie Jet asks, what was Conrad's reaction when Torben ended up being revealed with? Uh, <laughs> Okay. What was Conrad's reaction when Torben ended up being revealed as the big bad for the season? <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah. it would be him. Conspicuous by his abs. Yeah, it's just like yeah, uh, like Vola is Odin and is the All Father <laughs> and controls all of this. Um, I, I was I was very pleased to see him turn back up in this season, though. Talking relatively seriously, yeah. And I, I love I love that him him being the source of comedy once again with his missing arm. I think it actually alludes to um, the true nature or the, the the true history of how he only has one eye. Because I imagine, like in in Adam's world, <clears throat> he was faced with a choice. He uh, he had to sacrifice an eye to become the genuine, genuine, loving, a little bit mis- mischievous. Uh, let's be honest with uh, Alexander <laughs> yeah. Tiedemann. Yeah, but, he's a rapscallion. Yeah, he's a rapscallion. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't end the world. You know, this is this is no. Tor- this is Torben. He's the big bad in season three. You know, yeah. Too high. Torben is the one to watch out for. He didn't yeah, make it, the sacrifice. Yeah. No, he 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 lost his arm in a duel with Regina, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and has sworn revenge ever since. Uh, and they're gonna have that fight 
atop a volcano yeah. at the end of season three, which I can't wait for. Yeah, that's, you know... There are plenty of volcanoes in like the middle of Germany, right? Yeah, but there's not many with cesium-137. And that's what makes this one special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So, uh, <clears throat> Bill Ross asks, What is Stranger Jonas working on? An ice maker? Jump-starting future technology? Oh, he's 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 building the damn time machine that the that they're going to have in their temple eventually. Um, but he's he's yeah, I mean he's doing it with like Tesla coils and stuff because I think Nikolai Tesla was would have still been alive in eighteen eighty eight. I can't remember when he died, but um, it's all yeah, it's all crazy Frankenstein technology in there. Um, so I don't know how successful he's going to be, and the fact that Magnus and Francisca <clears throat> appear to age up from 1888 to the age they are when we saw them in 1920 makes me think he's not going to be successful. Fair enough. Uh, also, Bill, I just want to say, I, was, I wasn't I was saying this until now because I really wanted you to be yelling at us saying, how didn't you know? How did, like, I got the Dr. Emmett Brown making ice reference. I got the reference. He wanted to know if he's making a refrigerator because that's what uh, he makes in 1885 in Back to the Future. Oh, this is the part where I reveal that I've only seen Back to the Future 3, like, once, and that was a long time ago. But that's alright. I, I wanted to keep Bill stringing along there. I can just imagine him being like, you fools, you fools. Yeah. And finally, rip the rip the tablecloth from under him. I knew you all along. That was a great reference. <laughs> alright, Pep Cool asks, not a question. Oh, sorry. I, I should really read this before. Sorry, I introduced that wrong. Pep Cool says, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> not a question, but I'm expecting... Uh, for the episode 3.1 podcast, A Reversal of Roles, I want Alt Conrad to ask Alt Anthony questions and his opinion about the episode. Yeah, I probably should have read that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know how to do... I can't really do Alt Conrad. I need to get, like... I need to, um, uh, like, fake a beard or something. A little teardrop, I think. Yeah, a little teardrop tattoo. Yeah. Put my tattoos on the other side. Um... Yeah, how, what did you think of the episode? <laughs> I, mean, to, to... I mean, it's alright. I don't, I don't think I'd watch it again. Yeah, it was rubbish. Yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> what is this? There you go. This is the alternate reality we live in, where neither of us like dark. Yeah, but I, did, I, did, I didn't actually understand what was going on because, you know, is it in another language or something? Because they seem to be speaking gibberish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. I I, I don't like things that are referential to eighties horror movies. Yeah. And I refuse to read subtitles. Yeah, that's that basically sums me up as well. Yep. This is you know, terrible. The casting in this show is terrible too. Right, anyway. Yeah, awful. Uh, okay, so um, AK asks, now that we know the world without Jonas, Claudia was talking about actually exists. What about the world without Winden? Oh, good question. That's a good point. Maybe it does exist. I mean, so to give a brief insight, a brief glimpse into my mind um we know that marta that alt marta has met jonas before because she 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 had to bring him to the point where he would meet her and do all that stuff yeah well, we so saw we saw them meet in this episode <laughs> yeah but the the meeting that happened before that like who who was it that like who was it that she met because it wasn't it wasn't this jonas explain to me that well, so so she's she's already lived that experience. She's already met him. 
So how oh is it are you suggesting this is like a bootstrap paradox where she has to bring him to meet her so that she can be alive to bring him to meet her? Well, at this stage in the show, that's what I'm I would assume. That's what I assume everything is like when someone takes you somewhere and says you need to do this. I'm assuming, yeah, that they they need to do it. Yeah. So okay, that I've, 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 ex- bit, I've yeah. explained I've explained to you my idea of cycles before. I'm not going to get fully into it again, but the idea <laughs> is that uh, yeah, like so just because we didn't see it like. When she was referring to it before, I believe, anyway, at this point, whatever you want to say, um, I believe that when she said, I've met you before or whatever, she was talking about the same guy three hours in the future. Okay, that does make sense. Fair enough. Because um, well, what I was going to say was that, um, and I, I guess I can still kind of say this, is that the implication that there might be other jo- other Jonas's out there implies that there are other worlds that we haven't we haven't seen or won't ever see in this show. You know, the idea that the these like worlds could echo on on you know infinitely basically mm. um so there could be a world without vinden there could be a world where something crazy happens and vinden just gets turned into a hole in the ground um earlier and and everything changes as a result yeah that'd be great that'd be great not for the people in vinden but for everyone else maybe yeah exactly exactly uh marvin asks are you expecting any characters to meet their old selves Oh, I'm gonna. It has to happen at some point, right? Like you've got to do it. Yeah. It probably. I mean, I feel like if you met your old self, that would create the biggest of all paradoxes and probably like cause an explosion uh, of some kind. (laughs) But I want to see Peter Doppler meeting his old self Mm. and doing the old like moving the hands in front of each other thing that we talked about in the first season. To see if it's a reflection or not. So yep. yeah, I hope so. Yep, awesome. Uh, Andrew Butler asks, "Thanks for the reply, Anthony. No problem. I'm really enjoying Conrad's theory matrix. Oh, maybe actually, I think this is just a. All right, there's no questions here. Anyway, so Andrew, a compliment. Thanks for thanks for no no we we were chatting in the comments and I accidentally read it. Thanks Andrew. Okay. Thanks Andrew. Uh, Thank you very much. Atahan for Conrad. Who do you think uh, Hannah's onboard child will be? So we've talked about this a little bit. I think you actually put in the theory matrix. That you thought it was going to be Peter? Yeah, I said yeah. it was going to be Peter Doppler. Uh, so we've done that one. Uh, why do you think the entire episode was spent introducing a new world rather than building on the cliffhangers from episode, season two, episode eight? Well, there isn't really any, is the thing. I mean, the like everyone's dead, right? Like the, well, the, we, the, mm, Yeah. Mm. Like, we, we know, like, the we have the 80 and 88 guys. They're still alive. I guess the Sigmundus guys went somewhere we don't know where they've gone but but they they they've run off and we we could, i guess we could still show stuff in the 50s and the 80s but um they've expanded the they've expanded the knot that they refer to right like so like previously you had all these timelines or all, all these periods within the same timeline kind of knotted together and then suddenly they introduce alternate matter and they expand mm-hmm. the complexity of it to the nth degree because now you have all those timelines in another t- um uh, those time periods in another timeline as well i i think realistically the alternate timeline is the only place they could have gone with this because you you can't like you can't at the end of a season be like oh by the way alternate timeline there you go and then in the next episode not show it it would be it would be so unsatisfying if they did that that was the biggest cliffhanger at the end of season two so like they did they did spend time on the biggest one let's be honest um yeah so out of hand then asks me uh basically saying you know we we talked about my season two was my favorite if i have to choose one 
Um, having seen this episode, though, I don't know if I would... Like, I haven't watched season three uh, as much as I have the other ones. Maybe I'll change my mind after watching this one again uh, with Conrad. But uh, definitely, at the minute, still season two, I would go back and rewatch. But uh, anyway, so they, uh, Adahan asks, which episodes of season three are your favorite? So this is a hard one, but I suppose I did say season two, episode six. I predicted that for Conrad. I'm gonna, not going to front load anything this season too much because of the effect it had on Conrad last time. Uh, even though I don't think that was me, but still. Um, <laughs> I would probably... There's a load of good episodes in this. I can't even say. I can't even say. I, I think four till the end. Yeah, that's... It's just so good. It's just so good. I can't say yeah. it. I'm not going to say any more. I just I don't know if I I don't know if I could pick pick an episode to be honest with you. It's just so bloody good. <laughs> well, we started well. We started well. Yeah, we have started well. All right, Stu says. So uh, this is not a question, but my speculation about uh, the comment mentioning Conrad's A level German GCSE German. Uh, I think the person probably meant A-level as in the international grading, which means A to... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> this is funny. So Stu's pointing out that um, basically when they said A-level, maybe they weren't talking about actual A-level in terms of what we what we think A-levels are. Appa- yeah. Apparently the international grading system goes A1, A2, B1, B2, B3, C1, C2, like that. And A1- well, for languages. Well, I think just, I don't know if it's the language or just everything. Um, okay. So A1 is the worst. So when they said you have A... Oh. a <laughs> nice. When they said you have A-level... Maybe A, I do. Yeah, maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's actually... It was a slagging, but we actually thought they were giving you a compliment. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I deserve it. My German is not good. We're living in an old world now, so, you know, flip, flip the script on us, guys. Keep doing it. Uh, so Stu then actually asked a question. Says, now that his uh, Marta is dead, do you think Jonas will get uh, a new love interest or companion in season three? Meaning, we'll get a new main character, or will he be a lone traveler? No, I think he's. I think he's going to get up to his old tricks with old Marta. <laughs> That's my. That, not te- I, not I technically, my auntie this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm allowed this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see him getting away from that romance. It's so, it's so central to his character um that i'd be surprised uh i i I keep feel i do feel like at some point in this Jonas will have a child um just to really complicate matters um i I thought it it was going to be um the baby that i suspected he had with with regular martyr but i mean i'm only kind of half cut regular martyr yeah like diet diet martyr and regular martyr um but I mean, Even I'm not improved. that confident in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New martyr. Um, I'm not that confident in that theory though, because it does rest upon this three month period where we weren't seeing her, where she could have potentially had a baby, and then no one mentioning it, and us not seeing the physical signs of it in her before that at all. Um, so I mean, maybe he will have sex with someone else and and have a baby with them. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a serious romance. I think martyr is is his his romantic interest in this show and i'd be surprised if he moved away from that okay so am i right in thinking based on that you are you're predicting that Jonas will have a child yeah okay. yeah i think Jonas will have a child at some point in this okay um and so you think that stranger has had a child or you think that's gonna be a different thing i mm, i don't know if he knows about it okay. so yeah i mean I, I think stranger could have had a child but i don't think Jonas knows about it okay okay 
Well, there's no there's no committal theory there, but once you come to a sort of a if you want to put down just that Jonas as a child, that might be the theory. Don't go too detailed in it because you know how yeah. those detailed theories have ended up in the past. <laughs> if I go super detailed, they become too they become like unmanageable, and it's a good way for me to get myself an orange. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, okay, thanks, Stu. Uh, Beatrice says. Conrad, welcome to season three. <laughs> I can't wait for the next set of big moments. My question is, at the end of season two, Conrad's theory was that the appearance of Alt Marta was a completely new thing, and the stranger's reaction to seeing her in the episode seems to corroborate that. Uh, on the other hand, Old Marta's reaction to Jonas, she says, I've waited a long time for you to come back, seems to indicate that he has been there before. And she... Uh, so that was Old Marta, who we now know is Eva, because... Um, of uh, someone ruining it, but at the same time you knew it already. Um, yeah. Didn't mean to sound harsh there, but anyway. Uh, so old... <laughs> yeah, nice job ruining it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Were. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I put on. I put on an act of being nice, but I'm. I'm really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, so, old Marta's reaction to Jonas uh, seems to indicate that he has been there before, and she meeting him is not new for her. Uh, so, which is it? Which one is it? Is it a new development in the cycle, or has this all happened before? Was she maybe talking about some other Jonas? Did she uh, meet him on different uh, circumstances in a previous cycle? What is Conrad's current theory? Well, I mean, uh, talking to you about it has helped me kind of get it straight in my head because I was thinking along the same lines, you know, like she's met a Jonas before. It can't have been this one because this is the first time he has been to this alternate reality. Mm -hmm. But thinking of it in terms of cycles Altmarta has brought him here to meet her and starts that process so everything he's done from this point onwards even though it's the first time we're seeing him do it and it's the first time that he uh, is is experiencing it himself it has because he is now doing it it has happened over and over again as part of a, this this kind of cyclical chain of events um that doesn't mean though that the stranger did experience it so that no, so yeah. I don't think the stranger did. I'm I'm almost certain the stranger never did experience this, but because that I, I guess like in my head now the way cycles work is that even though the way the events with young Jonas are being presented is that this is the first time this has happened, by virtue of the cyclical nature of these events, they have now always happened this way. Mm-hmm. But it it just didn't affect the stranger in that way because that cycle didn't exist when he was young Jonas. If oh, that makes okay. sense. That does make sense to me. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, so I, I mean, who, who knows what is going to go on with these guys now? Frankly, I have like all of my theories are so like just broad at the moment because I just don't know what they're going to do with this alternate reality now. It's all open. It's all open. Um. So, next question from Brandon Winslow. Brandon says, "Now, yeah, I love this. I love this. Uh, I love this question. First of all, thanks, Brandon, for saying." He made sure to really put something that would make me know I have to screen the question before asking it to you. Okay. Um, because it might be too leading. But actually, I don't, Brandon. I don't think it is. Uh, so I'm just going to ask it. But I will say this just amounts to Brandon sort of, you know, poking you in the ribs and saying you were wrong, weren't you? Right. <laughs> so gone. So the question is, Conrad. Now that we have Alt Marta on the scene, how does that impact your theory of Cloud being the Eve to Eunice's Adam? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't even remember when that was. Hold on, let me reflect. I don't think you actually put it in the Theory Matrix. Uh, I don't think you did, but that was just a passing idea. We were talking about the symbolism, and I think you did say that... I, I asked you who would be the Eve, and I think... Oh, uh, yeah, that's I, right. I, I, I led you on that. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
Yeah, it although makes, I, I it, wasn't leading you to Claudia, I, let me just say I just wanted to know who you thought was Eve, but um, you said well, Claudia. I mean, yeah, Claudia, Claudia seemed like the most likely candidate at the time. And um, we, we know what my theory was based on the on uh, last week's episode. My theory was that Claudia was going to be like the serpent. Yes, yeah, which I mean, still could be true. I, I'm still of a mind that Claudia is pretty important in all of this because she seems to be the only one. She she seems to be the only one who's actually operating outside of these cycles, so to speak. But I could be wrong. She might just be ballsing everything up for everyone else. Yeah, uh, she wouldn't be the first else. one. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but yeah, I did get it wrong. I mean, come on, like there are plenty. You can go back through the theory <laughs> theory matrix, and there is a lot in there that's wrong. Um, although I do still I stand by my Noah has the philosopher's stone. Uh, <laughs> like I think me- metaphorically that is correct. <laughs> If not literally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Vic Disco has uh, entered the chat, and Vic says, um, "So yeah, he asks, who do you think uh, Alt Hannah is pregnant with? Obviously, come on, it's obviously Peter. Come on, Peter. Um, it's Peter. Uh, so uh, then, question for both of us from Vic says, I just noticed it tonight after watching the episode, uh, episode one again." I'm not sure if any of this has any deeper meaning, but in the classroom scene, after Jonas tries to walk, uh, t- tries to talk to Alt Marta, and she takes off, she leaves the script for Ariadne on the desk. Jonas was going to pick it up, but he hesitated due to the blood on his hands. What do you think this means, if anything? Um, I mean, I just interpreted it as as a kind of visual metaphor for his relationship with Alt Marta. Um, you know, he he doesn't want. He's he's reticent to engage with her because he knows that the last time he got he brought Marta in on the time travel stuff, she ended up dying as a result of it, mm-hmm. um, which is how I interpreted that metaphor. It, it, maybe it'll be something more literal than that. Um, maybe well, you just didn't want to get blood all over a book. Yeah, maybe Vic sort of alludes to something in a, pre- a question here. I'm not going to read read the whole <laughs> thing, but it's kind of like, and I kind of like think he's onto something here, and he's alluding to the idea that possibly. Like the blood that's on his hands uh, is Marta's blood, right? So the idea being like the maybe the blood on his hands reflects the red string, and like the idea is that you know his yeah his Ariadne is now gone, you know, yeah. and so yeah. now he he doesn't have an anchor point in the world anymore. He has no place to go back to because uh, Marta was always his anchor. Uh, so now she's gone. He's a bit he's a bit lost. It's a bit it's a little bit like, uh, and I'm sort of adding on to Vic here, but it's a little bit like someone's you know. <laughs> While he's in the the uh, labyrinth, someone's come along and just cut the string, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's that's definitely borne out in the performance of Lewis Hoffman in this episode. Like, he seems totally rudderless and not sure of what he's doing anymore, or or or, or what his goal even is. So, I, I think there's definitely some some credibility to that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last uh, question comes from Iggy Menzies. As the creator have uh, as the all as the creators have established, they aren't shy about depicting brutal deaths. Which character or characters does Conrad think will be, or would like to see, subject to such a demise? Uh, Torben. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't really have any characters that I really want to. See. We we talked about this previously, but there isn't really a. There isn't really any characters that I really hate in this. There aren't any um, kind of Joffreys in this show where I can't wait for them to get their to get their comeuppance. Um, yeah, there's none that I want to see. I, I 
Dark is quite sparing with its deaths as well. I mean, we've had, what, four now? If you don't count Helga, who died and came back from the dead. Eric, um, Yassen, although... Oh, I suppose Eric, yeah, I wasn't thinking about the... Well, the, well sorry, Yassen didn't got... die. But, um... Yeah, Yassen didn't die. Um, I wasn't th- considering the kids who got sent through the portal, actually. Um, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking like, Marta, um, Burnt... Madzi. Cla- Claudia, and... Um, and Madzi Nielsen. Oh well, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't thinking people who got sent back through portals. But yeah, I. <sighs> oh, you weren't okay. Well, Noah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because they're kind of die, they're, they're kind of dying in transit. But um, <laughs> well, we've seen a lot of gravestones. That's true. I don't know. Michael. I'd I'd kind of like to see. I I don't know if this isn't really in the spirit of the question, but I'd quite like to see Clausen realize <laughs> that he was being an idiot. Um, by kind of pursuing this like doggedly this this idea he had in his head, despite everyone telling him to stop, um, he 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 annoyed me a bit in, in the last season. But there's not many that I really want to see. Get did you did you have any that you really disliked in this show? Uh not really. Like there was to be honest with you, I I never watch shows thinking uh, I'd love them to die, except for Homelander. Um, in <laughs> except for Homelander in uh in. The boys. Although I, I came around on Homelander, like Stormfront was the real one that I was like, "Oh, I don't like you." Oh no, no, I, of, of course, uh, I, I I didn't come around on Homelander. I mean, the man's a rapist, but uh, well, but... yeah. <laughs> like... I was, I was, to be clear, I wasn't like that guy's a okay, but yeah. the yeah. just like he was, uh, he just became um, no, he, he became he's, more he's integral to that show. Like he's integral to the show, yeah. but he, he's hateful. But um. There's not really any characters. I don't watch. I don't watch shows like thinking about who's going to die, and I think that actually means when the death the deaths happen, it it affects me more. But um, yeah. So who do I think is going to die this season? Stay tuned to find out. All of them. Yeah. That's how it ends. Just put, like put it in the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will be dead by the end of this. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That that was a big that was a big uh, theory for Lost. You know, one of the biggest fan theories. Was that the only uh, character that was going to be left alive at the end of Lost was the dog Vincent, <laughs> and he would just be sitting on the island by himself. That'd be great. Yeah, Vincent is the leader of the island. Anyway, um, so oh yeah, I just end there. Iggy says, um, the this podcast is brilliant. By the way, like, like the show itself, I re- I recommend it to everyone I know with exactly as much success. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate the effort. Well, I appreciate the effort too, and uh, disown those friends. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much, guys. That is us for this week. That's all the questions. I didn't have to cut out any this week. Uh, maybe I should have, but uh, I didn't. Actually, oh no, actually, no, no, no. I say that. Um, I did actually cut one or two because it was there were questions which we did answer very, uh, very length lengthily in the main episode. So if you didn't see your, your question asked, it was just because of that. All right, guys. Well, uh, Conrad, any any final thoughts for this episode of the After Dark, a podcast? Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the 1888 episode uh, basically just being the prestige so join me for that please yeah that's uh, that's gonna happen I love the I love the prestige so I would be yeah I do too so <laughs> I would be up for that and there's a big magical element to this uh, series too. oh my god can you imagine Mickle's gonna duplicate himself uh, we've cracked it yep exactly right guys I hope you're all getting excited for Christmas I am for that's for sure. Uh, so I think I think uh, when this goes out, it's not quite it's not quite Christmas yet, but soon enough we'll all be there. Um, so guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the uh, podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the 
YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to send us some, uh, an email, send us a question, uh, adpodmail at gmail.com. Or you can just comment on the videos as well. We do read those comments as well. Try to spoil tag things because Conrad gets a little nosy. He wants to read them too. Um, and I'm sure... I mean, we can have a big chat after we finish the show and just say to Conrad, seriously, were you spoiled on anything? I'm sure the answer's <laughs> I'm sure the answer's no, but you know what? He could pinpoint who in the comments did it, and you know what? We'll excommunicate those people. Anyway, we'll get uh, them. We'll get them. We'll get them in the end. Uh, right, guys, thanks very much for watching. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.